Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Buck Walter is the new Mets skipper, the lockout. They locked out the lockout for a little bit. We're going to talk all about that as well. Let's do it. Oh, uh, and we're all wearing blue. Hello and welcome to oh. Talking Baseball. Buck Walter, punch yourself in the Hello. Welcome to Talking Baseball presented by DraftKings. My name is Jimmy. Sitting next to me is Jake in California. We got Trevor Plouffe and behind the dish, producer BBD. Back talking baseball. The last person that sat in this seat during the show was so much taller than me and better at pitching. Mm. And I hope Mm -hmm. you guys enjoyed him because I am back. Short. Dumpy, and I didn't even get a tan, even though I was in Puerto Rico. Anyway, Jake, how are you doing? Jimmy, Trevor, BBD, everyone in the chat, JP Crawford, moms, mm. uncles, cousins, Santa mm. Claus. Wow. And mm. <laughs> especially, especially Mrs. Mrs. Claus. Mrs. Claus. Yeah, you Hot. know, Trev. Happy Honda. What's she wearing under there? Don't. Talk about her like that. But she would be an all-time pull. Um, Happy Honda Days to everyone uh, as we enter kind of the final two weeks of the year, Trev. Almost 2022 prediction festival year. You talking about this one? For the whole company. I am talking about that, Mrs. Claus. Mm Mm-hmm, that dress. Um, Mm. And, yeah, excited. uh, You know, it feels like we've got a full house again. Fucking... Jimmy hit it on the nose. Jerry Blevins last week felt like we had an avatar in the office, just like differently built. Is he really tall? I mean, he's just six four and like long and lefty. He's six four? Yeah. Oh. Fuck. Yeah. So it was uh, in contrast to we only hire people under five eight. So it it felt like we had a just like it felt like we met a UFO and it was like this is nice. Is How nice? come I always picture Wonder- him on a horse? Because he's on a horse a lot. Is he, though? He's got a little bit of a Lord of the Rings vibe to him. Uh, oh. Trev, happy 20 Speaking years anniversary. Of, yeah. Tell us more about it. I was, at the, I was at the opening, the midnight showing of the first Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship movie. So on December 19th, as midnight struck, I was in the theater watching it. it honestly, it was like the best movie experience I've ever had. So It's pretty cool. You know. I had like black hair. I was a punk rocker at the time. That kind of like changed my attitude. I was a little bit more in tune with my feelings after that movie. A lot of things happened. You walked out of there and you went straight to the bathroom and washed out the black hair dye and you said, I'm going to start being myself. It was permanent, but I did end up uh, growing my hair out after that because I wanted to be like Aragorn. And so I had like black tips and the rest of my hair, which is like brown, like the rest of mine. It's badass, like chocolate dipped hair. Yeah. That's cool, man. That's yeah. really cool. BBD, how are you? BBD's got a new apartment. Yeah, yes. moved, uh, moved like a week ago. City guy. Big city rat. Mm. That's it? Yeah, That's I was Zach this weekend. Wow. Dinner. Making Jake and Trev both very jealous. I like your friendship with Zach. Yeah. I'm not jealous of it. I do too. I'm not jealous of it either because I'm in it. Support it. Okay. You guys want to talk about Buck Showalter a little bit? Sure do. The Mets yeah. hired him, Trev. Did you hear about this? 
I did hear about it. I got some things to say about it. I'm sure you guys too. But first, James, what do we got? Well, something that I'm sure I would bet good money Buck does not use. Mm. And he needs to start. It's the Manscaped Lawnmower (laughs) 4.0. They're sponsoring this episode. They also have the premium Ultra premium body wash. They have a special offer right now. If you use code TALKING, you get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Four million men already trust Manscaped. Time to join them. So TALKING gets you 20% off plus free shipping. They got the Lawnmower 4.0. Uh, it's there. It's here to take down every pube in its path, it says. Buck Showalter, I mean, just you have to start the conversation that he got his nickname, Buck, because in the minor leagues, he would walk around buck naked. And they started calling him Buck. That's the reason this gentleman is referred by the known world as Buck is because he was a nudist in the locker room. So, because he put it on display, Jake, I think you might be thinking he did manscape himself. He's a detail-oriented fella. So, for him to have his downstairs area not cleaned up, that would shock me. Um, So, I think Buck is a manscaped guy. I am taking a look at Young Buck, some pictures. Mm. This guy, he definitely walked around a nude in the clubhouse. The guy was very confident. I can just tell by his little smirk. Kind of a thick boy, too. Yeah. Yeah, he's listed at 5'9", and I think there's an emphasis on the 9, if you know what I'm saying. 9-inch wiener, mm. is that what you're saying? Manscaped, <laughs> coat talking. Anyway, I like this hire. I, it, it was, uh, Trev, I'll let you go first. I have some thoughts, but you said you had thoughts, and I want to hear. Also, the chat is telling me I have to ask about your shower trick. Should we get that over with? Oh. oh. Yeah, you know, I thought that would be turned into a social media clip, but um, maybe Kyle thought it was a little too risque. I think you specifically said not to. Oh, I might have, too. That you could also have. be. And it tied into when you say didn't get to social media, I tagged you in a picture of art this weekend, and uh, you didn't understand it at all. So. I'd like to hear the trick. Abstract abstract penis is or tough for me, I guess. I don't know. Mm. All right, here's the trick, James. I had a guy. I'm going to do it quick because our listeners already heard it. There's a guy. We're talking about showering and all this good stuff. We had a guy that would come in, and one of his tricks would be you get naked. He'd have to go, he'd have to urinate, and he would hold the top and then go, creating. What, James? What does that happen? It creates pressure, Super right? soaker, yeah. And then he would just go, like, really try to push it out but hold it in, and then eventually he'd just let his hand go. Yeah, yeah. And try to hit the ceiling with his pee. Like a whirly That was a game he played. Hose. Yeah. You kink, the, you kink the end of that hose, that thing's going to be yeah. spitting. So that's it. That's all. That's it cool. It's a skill. Yeah. Well, it hurts a lot. I'm not going to name his put, name. Put himself through a lot of pain. Story LA. Yeah. It was fun. You know, sometimes we'd rally around that. Like a couple days, you'd have a week stream and then we worried pump them up like, all Jake, day. I just I just I just be worried about how much range you have like in the full flinging of it. I'd hurt just something. Be like, boop, boop. I'd hurt something inside. Yeah. And then My friends would do that in high school. Um they would have a who can pee over the fence Ooh. contest and Oh yeah. Their strategy for doing it would be to hold it in, pee, and then go whoop and then it was incredible. My two friends it was incredible. This fence was like 10 feet high, and they'd go arching over it when we were drinking in high school. And I, I just didn't understand any of the physics or, like, how the human body could do it. But one kid was my height, 5'7", 10 feet high. 
because that's what he would do. It was incredible. Anyway, Buck Showalter, naked yeah, guy. Thanks for sharing your shower trick. Um, no what are your thoughts on Buck getting hired by the Mets? I like it. And I talked about this before. Like All the guys they were interviewing were – I thought Espada and Buck were the two guys that made sense. Um, I think I championed for Espada a little bit just because – it seems like everyone wants to, you know, take from the Rays tree and the and the Astros tree. I know that was it Quatraro. I'm not sure I'm saying yep. that name right. He was also in the running, but Espada, you know, he just seemed like if you're going to start this whole thing, it'd be nice to start with a guy like that. But Buck also fits in like the. I think Buck's more like we're we're ready to go now. We want a manager that's been in the playoffs and or has he done a lot in the playoffs i don't know he's been in the playoffs obviously they wanted experience and they got experience and they have a guy that knows how to handle um the media and big personalities and all that stuff so i think this was the safe choice i think it's a really good choice i love buck i've had excellent uh, experiences with him um i know all the guys that have played with him really respect him uh, our friend Britt Garali wrote a great article and there's some really fascinating quotes from uh of Flaherty, who is um, a coach in San Diego, and also Machado, who grew up under Buck. So there's some really cool stuff there. Uh, it's it's a good, safe hire. Um, I think even Scherzer was saying he wanted Buck. I don't know how much that you know played into the decision, but you know I'm looking now at, at Buck's Wikipedia: AL Manager of the Year in '94, 2004. In 2014, that's a long time doing this shit. So, from what I've heard, you know, people are going to say he's old. We're looking to have an analytically driven franchise now. How is Buck going to handle it? But it doesn't. It's just about being able to communicate. People get so caught up in like these analytics being so in depth and so hard to understand. It's like it's baseball, and these numbers and and the data just helps you get a little bit better at baseball. Buck just he'll be able to communicate it just fine. I'm curious to see who's going to be on his staff, all that good stuff. But my grade, so I'm going to give a grade. I'm going to force oh. you guys to give a grade uh, out of 10. Okay. Like Grades out of 10. Eight and a half. Eight and a I half. think it's really good. I I might even go 89, 8.9. That's a B plus. Is it? Is that a minus? Well, some places round up. Yeah, we the high school Jake went to that I went to for two years. If you got a ninety four point six, that was an A plus. It was so crazy. I was like, "This is awesome." Every other school in America, that's just an A. In in to round things out, I like the hire. Okay, Joe Espada, ever the bridesmaid, never the bride. I mean, I think this is like the sixth position where he. Was like you know the number two. Well, I don't know if he's ever going to get past that. But we'll what's s- so dumb is you have to have experience. Well, how am I supposed to get experience if no one will hire me because I don't have experience? That happened to me at um, Mrs. Fields Cookies back in the day. Whatever, it's not a yeah, big deal. Tough, Jake. What are your thoughts? Love Buck. Uh, love Buck. Very jealous of what the Metropolitans have been a part of this off season so far. Whether the signings or Buck Showalter, he did some MLB Network stuff. He did some uh, Yes Network stuff with the Yanks, and it was always delightful. I mean, you almost, you kind of come in with your your shoulder up when you hear, you know, 65-year-old Buck Showalter talking baseball. You almost have this natural 
instinctual reaction being a young fan to be like, oh, what what am I about to hear? Is he going to get, oh, he didn't, that guy didn't run out to first? Like, Buck is not that guy. And Trev, you mentioned communication. It's also adapting when you mentioned the years Buck Showalter's been a head coach. And if you bring up analytics and stuff like that, Buck coached in 2018. So it's not like he's jumping into a whole new world. This isn't La Rosa. Uh, so, mm. uh, I love Buck, man. He, uh, uh, there's almost every time he talks about actually playing baseball, he says something that I haven't thought of before. And I mean, if you really want to get romantic about it, Jack Curry, who's a beat writer for the Yankees, he said whenever Buck was in studio, he would stand and watch the whole game. He's just got that too much, too much manager in him. He can't sit down and watch the game. Uh, and by the way, I kind of don't like that. That's the only thing about Buck I'd put in the no list. I'd be like, dude, sit down, man, enjoy it. Uh, but apparently he's just wired that way. He's up for it. And yeah, I guess uh, for me, this already mentally happened. Uh, cause when you think about all the players involved, uh, whether Cohen Scherzer, I, I don't, I don't think he had a final vote, but I think he had a, I think he had a little bit of a Caesar's thumb. And, uh, you know, if those guys wanted Buck Showalter. They were going to get Buck Showalter. Um, I love him. I love him. How much money is this guy going to make? That's what I want to know. Did Uncle Stevie open the checkbook up? At least because Art Howe got the highest contract at nine point something mil deal. Pendle a year? No, might be overall. They said it's the highest overall contract since Art Howe, and he got nine mil. And, and, I think it's leaked. Buck got three years, three, three for three, something like that. Yeah, so I bet it's higher than that. Might be, might be three, ten, ten mil or over three years. Can't be that high. They don't get managers that crazy. don't get paid anymore. When you want a guy like Buck, well, no one wanted way, Buck. Man. That's the thing that I find super interesting because every sports league is a copycat league. Buck was around when they hired Beltron. He's been around. He's been trying to get jobs. Like, we also know that from, you know, his days with the Yes Network and just asking, like, no, he's going to, like, we were told he's going to manage again. Like, he wants to manage again. He's just at Yes Network and doing MLB in the meantime. But he wanted jobs. He's been trying to get jobs. So he's been getting passed up on. And I think Dusty Baker and Tony LaRussa have swayed the copycat league a little bit. And that's what I was saying in the playoffs when they played against each other. I said when they played against each other that Buck's going to get hired now. Because people are seeing these old school managers lead teams to the postseason, because the front office just they can do the the stats. Like you still need the discipline of a manager. I mean, you see that with Jace Tingler in uh, San Diego, where he didn't have control of the room. Like Buck's gonna have control of this room, and he's gonna kind of you know whether you hate that or like that as a player or think it's real or not, he's gonna walk around and get a little bit of respect that. We were having this whole wave of that doesn't matter where, you know, uh, Boone uh, gets mad. He was never even a bench coach. Rossi, never even anything. Tingler was never a manager or you know, was quality control coach. Beltron was never a manager even in a clubhouse. And that was the copycat league. And I wonder, moving forward from after Beltron, and you saw Padres go get Melvin. Like, I wonder if we've now spun back into no. You need a manager who's been a, a baseball guy and has been in clubhouse and gone up the system and been a manager for a while or something like that. I, I'm interested. Do any teams still have openings? The A's. Or are they hired The A's are about to sign Kotze. Yeah. yeah, if that's not official yet. But I'm, I'm interested. And he's another that. of the old school ilk, so that's, you know. 
But yeah, I'm interested to see the next team that's you know a, a postseason hopeful. What way they go? Do they go the young? Don't need experience, just need to be able to like be a good guy in the clubhouse and get along with the guys, or they go, you know, Dusty Baker, Lewis, uh, uh, kind of an older head, gray hair that's going to demand respect and kind of like, because I think I think we just saw it switch. I yeah. I was I was having that same thought process, and I I I do think, and Trev, you know, we're probably going to land here at some point. So much of it depends on the team. Like there, there's so much the ball players actually involved that are going to dictate your record at the end of the day. Like if if Buck gets 60 starts out of Scherzer and Degrom, yeah, I, I bet the Mets are going to look pretty good. He gets 20 starts out of Scherzer and Degrom, he's not going to look so good. So, and then I was thinking about those young coaches and you know Rossi. I mean Boone's kind of a interesting one because the record's incredible, but a lot of Yankee fans aren't in on him. Uh, but like Kevin Cash, you could put him in the crop of young coaches. Gabe Kapler, I mean that's a that's a young guy coach. So it's what? Well, yeah, I don't really I, mean young. I, I I think at the end of the day, like you're saying, it's a pendulum. There's a correction and there's an overcorrection. It goes back and forth. I think it's a being the right guy. Uh, if you hire a an, a gray that's disconnected, like I think the guys we just mentioned, Larusso is a Hall of Famer. I know he's got his other shit that we like to make fun of him because it's easy for him. Dusty Baker's like one of the most beloved dudes to ever be in this sport. Buck Showalter, I think, is one of the most respected dudes to ever be in this sport. And so when you're relating that to the old guys and young guys, at the end of the day, almost like any job, like find the right person. Um, well, to go off that, Bochi and Sosha. Both have said they didn't retire. They stepped right. away. Oh, they'll be back. So that's like, I, you know, Buck couldn't find a job for a little bit. I wonder if those two, if they officially say, oh, I'm ready to come back, if it's like, hey, we want you. I'm curious if, if teams are pinching pennies as much as we think they are, like not wanting to spend money, trying to save 500 grand here, a million dollars here. Maybe that was the thought process behind hiring all these young guys. Like, hey – we have a front office that's assembled. Here's what we're going to do. Here's This is what we want our manager to do. Why do we need to pay a guy $4 million bucks when we can go get a young guy who, you know, has been around the has been around baseball, obviously knows the game. We can pay that guy a million bucks. So now we're saving $2 million bucks and we either pocket it or do something else with it. I do believe like that was kind of the case. And then now we've just seen, because you guys know how I feel about this, the, the record is most likely gonna be the record like how many games can a manager win or lose in a season it's not many if any like the team has to go do it uh, but you do need someone in my opinion the what makes a manager a good manager is just consistency like he needs to be there every day and establish what he expects from the team from day one if you get a guy who panics during the middle of the season and you have a and you have a, a series where your team makes four errors and maybe one of them is at a crucial time and you lose a ball game. Nobody wants a manager who the next series is like early outs and ground balls for everybody. It's like, no, dude, you better be doing that from the get-go or not at all if you're not going to do it. Don't be reactionary. We need you to be constant. And I think when you're a young manager, there's you probably tend and you don't have a lot of managerial experience, you probably tend to be more reactionary. And the guys like a buck who have seen everything, they're just more calming. And if you're, like I said, if you're a front office, who's like, Hey, we are, this is what we want to do with the team. We don't need anybody rocking the boat. We need to steady the ship. 
And I think that's what these guys will bring. And they have to be willing now. I think this is probably the biggest caveat for Sosha's and and who else did you say? Abochi. They have to be willing, if they're going to come back in the game and be that steadying presence, they have to be willing to accept the fact that like they are not going to be making a ton of these decisions. The decisions will be made for them, essentially. And that's, I think that's tough for some of them, to let go of that that uh, decision-making. It's true. But you get the job, so you put up with it. Yeah. The NL East now has a pretty good crew of managers. You got Don Mattingly, you got Girardi, you got Showalter, you got Davey Martinez, won a World Series recently. You got uh, Snit, won a World Series recently. Very recently. Yeah, he did. I see in the chat we're talking uh, Boone is the one putting those lineups together that didn't make sense, also giving the hot bat the day off. Was Booney making the lineups or was it getting sent down? No. Sent down. Boone doesn't make the lineups. They they had a good – they they had a good phrase that they developed that was like uh, Boone writes the lineup, but it's it's discussed as a as part of a group. So literally Boone's pen. I think there's a chance the Yankees like they have a they vote. It's like a ten like they. I mean they talked about it. It goes to a vote. It's like they ten vote. Yes, and we heard this from some people. As what? Well. Yes, on a like, lineup every day. That were like playoff lineups and like like the wild card lineup came down to like all the scouts and analytics like they all they get a what? say and we yeah. we heard about this firsthand about some of like the playoff rosters like we asked why'd you take this guy over that guy and they said he won the vote in the room which is a lot of people say like a bad way to lead <laughs> like <laughs> you yes. have to make a decision <laughs> but, yes. but but Boone's not making the lineups no he's not like. Uh, Trev, you were just, you you played for managers, right? And you know that or you, the man you've seen situations where the, I've seen both sides. I've yeah, seen both yeah. sides. I've seen Garden hire, you know, and 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 the coaching staff that was with him write the lineups and be like, "Hey, man, like I'm putting you here." And and like, how much front office influence was there? Like maybe a little bit, and then it went shifted to Molitor, where Molitor was like, kind of he had enough respect in that building where it was like they still balanced each other. And then when I went to Oakland, you know, I love Bo Mel. I had, I think he's like the perfect, like steady ship guy. He would explain to me all the time. Like, look, man, I want to play you here, but this is what's going on. This is what they sent down. And if I don't do it, I'm going to get a call. And he's like, I just, he's like, I can't fight it. Like this is, this is the way it is here. So he communicated that, but yeah, he was not making the decisions. The the part that's interesting to me, and I I think comes up when we talk a lot of the managerial stuff, is like there, uh, it's a lot like any relationship. Like there's got to be a certain amount of trust there. There's got to be a certain amount of respect. Which, again, the overlying thing for me, and I know you know sometimes we get Metsy over here as a joke. Again, they pretended a raccoon got in a fight in their clubhouse. They had a fake hitting coach this year. Things can get <laughs> Metsy quick. Buck. Like, Buck helps change the image. Like, and hey, I, I know I just made some jokey, silly stuff that, again, was very real in Mets World this year. But, you know, they had the Porter thing happen last year and all that stuff. Like, Buck's going to come in, and I think throughout that organization, like, he's the figurehead. Buck's, not only is he respected in baseball, he's also, like, it. he's a big character to a degree. Like, he was in Seinfeld. Like, Buck's 
Buck's a big deal that I think helped shape that organization. But when you're getting to decision making, he was inside. He was, dude. I I know. Like, think about that. Like, our talk to your talk to your relatives that aren't into baseball like anymore. They're older. They don't care. Like, they know who Buck is. Uh, America used to watch Seinfeld. Uh, so I don't know. They're they're just Trev. You're right. I mean the the nerds, and we say that in an endearing way. They took yeah. over. Uh, Joe Torre. His last contract was three years, nineteen point two million. He turned down a one per five, uh, and then he he was out of there. All the coaching contracts have gone down because the analytics say we're going to push the buttons. You just need to be there and kind of babysit. They just got too far away from it that the manager has a responsibility past that, and they need to be on the pulse of their team. And you need to be able to exchange information information back and forth. And if, you know, kind of what you're saying with Bowman, like he knew what he signed up for in Oakland. That was part of the deal, and that's fine. But, you know, there has to be able to have a back and forth where it's like, hey, let me try this. Okay, if that doesn't work, you need to do this, whether that's coming from the manager or the analytics guy. So uh, interested to see how it plays out as always. But Buck, man. It's a delight to listen to. Let's get naked. Can I say one thing about Buck? Yeah. He respects the uniform. Like Buck is going to come out in full uniform 95% 95% of the time, and I respect that. Like, he wears the stirrups. Buck's gotten, uh, he's put on the uniform. Like, he's walked into his closet to get dressed for day, put on the uniform, just stood in it for, like, 30 seconds, took it off, put mm-hmm. on whatever he was supposed to wear. It. And he doesn't tell anyone that he does that. Mm-hmm. His wife caught him once, and she was like, well, you must really miss it, Buck, huh? He says, I got to get back. You know, like, the <laughs> the pants that Harper wears, like the little three-quarters things? Yeah. Like, that's Buck. Buck. Uh-huh. That's Buck's look, Bryce, Okay. Buck thinks that uh, fat. Like he he said that uh, you can tell a guy if his butt's high up. That means he's fast. Mm. Yeah, high butt. I've heard that. Yeah, never pass on a high ass. Yeah. That's a that's scouting lingo. I'm being mm. serious. <laughs> scouting it's lingo like a money ball. Scouting lingo is yeah. the best, man. <laughs> hey, um, no confidence. <laughs> I'm gonna test you guys. Greasy hips. I'm gonna test you guys on so much stuff. I'm gonna I'm put these two to the test after this quick break. You believe it? It's brought this 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 is brought to you by DraftKings. And guess what? It's Christmas yes. week, and DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NBA. As a gift that'll certainly put you in a holiday spirit. New customers can bet just five dollars on any NBA team and win 150 in free bets if they're victorious. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code JOHNBOY. Bet just $5 on any NBA team and win $150 in free bets if they're victorious. That's promo code JOHNBOY this Christmas week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or PA only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, let's put you guys to the test. Are you ready? Trev's Trev gone. doesn't look as ready. I as looked like up from the ad read and his face was gone. I kind of did the same thing. What? A, that was that was good. Yeah, I was getting good at that. Disappearing act. Wow. All right, let's hear the test, man. No, no, no. Oh. Trev's taking the test as well. It's the same time test. You've seen that video where they put the blanket over uh, the little girl, like the family, and then they pull the blanket off and they act like she's invisible. They're like, where'd she go? And then they like they like play it real serious. Like, where are you? And the girl starts crying because she thinks she's invisible. I don't know if I've seen that. 
It's a funny viral video. Actually kind of sad. What if that's Trev right now? What if he's screaming? Mm. I'm right here. Can't hear. Where'd he go? I'm right here. Thought about doing that to my nephew, but I feel like it's mean. Ah, they get over that stuff. That doesn't stick. Sometimes, though. Unless it's viral on the internet. No, no when to, you know, tell the truth. My little brother, Luke, he's so bad. He lets every prank go that one beat longer than it should. We're like, mm. like it enters the mean, character. like where he, yeah, it's just like, Hey, you can't come back now. Cause yeah. they're actually mad. Yeah. Like he doesn't say just joking. He always, he's, since he was like a little kid, it's always one beat too late. I'm like, dude, now you've, you're in it. Now. That's just the trick missed. though. Yeah. I mean, okay, Trev so, said, give me two minutes via text. So like, so Jake's getting put to the so test. I'm getting put to the test. BBD can help you. No computers down. Okay. You're never going to guess what I'm doing. Can I keep this? I have We Rate Dogs up on my screen right now on my Twitter feed. Can I leave that up? Yes. Okay. What are you rating those dogs? They rate the dogs. They got a 14 out of 10. Does every dog get higher than out of 10? Usually. They should. I mean, they should be honest. Usually. I'm into an honest dog rating system. What if it is honest? All right. One, two, three. Okay. I will put two minutes on the clock. Yes. BBD, Jake, time to test the gang. Name every manager. Name every manager? Yeah. Buck Showalter. Let's Who go. the American League first. Boone, Cora, Cash. Um, Do you want me to give you a team? Hyde. Hyde. All right. Orioles. Uh, Hyde. What's his Red name? Sox. Cora. We already got them. White Sox. La Russa. Indians. We missed the Blue Jays guy. Who's the nice guy? Oh. Does all the stuff. Montoya. Montoya. Am I involved in this? Yes. Yes. Name every manager. Francona. Tigers. Hinch. Astros. Dusty. Dusty. Jake, what happened, dude? I froze. Believe in him. (laughs) Kansas City Royals. Uh, Is that Matheny? Oh, it is. Yes. Angels. Madden. 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 He's disappeared. The, the, The lights in Anaheim are the dimmest in the world. People go there, and then you just forget they exist in baseball. That's bizarre. Dude, I think Madden proves my point more than anybody. It's like Rockstar in Anaheim, or excuse me, Rockstar in Tampa. Then you send him over to the yeah. Angels, who are the best player of all time, maybe the best two players of all time. <laughs> I don't know. And you can't get in the playoffs. They don't it's win. Like, it's not his fault. They that's don't got pitching. That's I'm just the Angels exactly. Are that's my point. That's my Otani's breaking. Otani's taller than the lights. That's mm-hmm. why you can see him. Uh, uh, twins. Rocco. Come on, man. Now, BBD and Jake already answered this, Trev, so I'm going to need you to answer this one. Yankees. Boone. Nice. A's. Uh, Katze. Katze. It says here vacant. Kind of. Mm. Okay. That's Mariners. Katze. Service. Surveyus. <laughs> you know Service, it? I would say. Okay. It is uh, spelled surveyus. Service? Rays. I think it's service. Cash. Cash. Rangers. Woodward. Woodward. Wow. Good job, BBD. Easiest lips to read. Uh, you did the Blue Jays. Okay, National League. Diamondbacks. Let's go snakes, baby. Lovello. Ter- Tori. Be careful. I almost now. said Terry. We're having Tori. dinner at his house. Yeah. Braves. Snit. Snit. Cubs. Rossi. Rossi still Ross. there? <laughs> yeah. It's one year, right? Two years? Two, I think. Right? Uh, one and a half. COVID. Reds. 
Ooh. Oh. Bryce? Uh, first name David? Devin? First name that's is David. It's a pitcher. David Bell? Yes. Yeah. Rockies. Oh, God. Bud Black. Bud Black right Been now. there for a while. Yeah. No one they knows. like them. No one cares. Rockies don't One care. of the better gifts. Dodgers. Dave Roberts. Marlins. Dave. Don Battingly. Donnie. Brewers. Craig Council. Council. Mets. Show Alter. Buck. Now Buck. Now Buck. Is his name Big Dick Buck or yes. no? Yeah, BBD. Okay. BDB. BDB. That's hard. BDB is hard to say. Phillies. Girardi. Go. Pirates. This is. Ask a fair question. Pirates manager, Trev. We were there this year. No notes. I'm looking at the dog again, 14 out of 10. I'll give you one hint if you need it. Clint Hurdle. No, no he's Rocky's He replaced him. He has my dream You're job. He's been there that long. It's not Lloyd McClendon. <laughs> um, <laughs> through the uh, bag. John Ryan Murphy told us he liked him. I do like him. Uh, I don't know. Pirates manager. This. Sad day to day. Do you want to call up Coach uh, Tuck and really see if tough. he knows him? Cole's got him. Does he Cole's got to know, right? Cole's got him. He looks to me like Giambi sometimes. Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. He used to have a hitting. Fuck. He had hitting commercials with the Rays. I accidentally looked at the chat. So. Derek Shelton. Shelty. Shelty. Did you look at the chat, Trev? No, I remember. Don't you remember the hitting? Videos of Sheltie? Don't you? I don't. I don't. I didn't watch those a lot. But Sheltie's the big loser of the. Trev always says, "No, I never met him." All right. What about uh, the Cardinals? Fuck. Oh, they just hired the new guy, Ali Marmel. Bad ass. First name I couldn't think of. Oliver. Oh yeah, doesn't seem like a real name. Ollie? Ollie Marmol. Yeah. No, when I, you combine I can only it. think of Carlos Marmol. Yeah, it sounded like Jay just said, Ollie Marmol. Ollie Marmol. It feels like a, it's a book character. That's name. how I talk to my baby. Ollie <laughs> And the quarterback for the, the other team is Ollie Marmol. Oh, oh, oh yeah. wow. This is uh, a book. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Padres. Padres, Jace. Well, now, now Long, it's Bob Melvin. Oh, was no, the Bob manager. No. Oh, Jake and was just saying that Jace was. Now Bob Melvin, sir. Correct. Not Bo Mel. What's that? Jace doing now? Crying. Sad. No, he's going to he get tw- it. Isn't he no. twins? He's really upset. He hasn't got He's sad. He's gonna oh, get that's it. right. He's with the twins now, and I have to probably see him. Ooh, I think we've talked a lot of smack. But we haven't talked that much smack. I just said he was sad. Giants manager. Trev's best friend. Gabe. Nationals manager. Steven Martinez. So the biggest loser, Jared Shelty. Sorry, Shelty. Yeah. Yeah. Lost. That's everybody. not his fault, that's dude. Tough. They've been trying to lose. Weird. No, I mean it's not his fault. Him, Woodward, and Tingler are all kind of the same guy in my head by look. That's not his fault, but I mean, of the exercise, he was the big loser. That's all. I remember we we played this game once a year ago, not on a show, and Service was the loser. So yeah, he's the. And I've remembered it since. Mariners got some love though. Okay, the other conversation we were going to have was just a little update. On the lockout and kind of the news that they have. And Trev, he said that. Yeah. It's awesome. It's time for Trevor's 
All right, Trev, what are all your tidbits? Did he just say he's probably taking a shit? Yes. He's he's not going to show you his bits. He's probably taking a shit. <laughs> Trev? That's weird. I never noticed that lyric, and now I'm like, I don't love that lyric, mm. but Boobock, thank you for that. Yes. Uh, here's my update. Nothing is happening. Mm. Mm. The reports are they met on non-core stuff. What does that even mean, Jake? What are you going to meet on? Like gameplay, right? Like rules of the game, like DH that stuff. Not business. No money. I guess economics is the yeah. That's the main topic here. So they met on a few of those, but very briefly, and then they're taking this week off since Christmas week, and then they'll probably take New Year's week off. Even though, guess what, people. There's these things called computers, and you can talk through them for an hour a day at home and get some stuff done, get the ball rolling. Why do we have to wait till the 11th hour to be doing this stuff? You forced the lockout. Now you're saying, let's lock the lockout out because Santa's coming. Who cares about Santa Claus? We only care about Mrs. Claus. Mm. That's my update. There's nothing happening. It'll be January 17th before we even hear anything good. And then February will come around. Everyone will be scared. Why'd you pick January 17th? Yeah, why did you choose the 17th as the day? I don't know, man. I choose the 7th. I choose 7 or or like uh, 27, 30. And the the integer 7 as the end number whenever I think of a random number. To the point where I'm like, my brain isn't that random. It's the number It's like my placeholder. January 17th is my sister's birthday, so thank you for I care about Santa Claus. Didn't seem like it. It really didn't seem like it. You laid it on pretty thick. I don't care about it, but it's not good behavior. I'm sorry, Santa. Thank you. I'm so sorry. Talking about Mrs. Claus. I kind of am Santa Claus. James, you're kind of Santa Claus now. It's really intriguing if you think about it that way. Oh, yeah. My baby doesn't know anything, though. He knows some things. Sees lights. He likes she likes now. shadows and lights. He probably doesn't even know it if you ask him. Probably like I don't know. They like black and white stuff, dude. He doesn't talk. Our Joe's McFly, Jam <laughs> uh, Gaming, Yankees content, Pinstripe Strange. He uh, strong. He he's been all over this from the start. He called the previous article that came out that they're done. They're done meeting through the holidays about the important stuff, which basically means they left a couple guys behind to like, should the pitch clock be 25 or 24 seconds? And it's like, well, we're not going to listen to any of this. Um, But yeah, I think this is a once in a lifetime opportunity for them. And again, this is stolen from Joe's to take two months off. We literally can't work. Whoops. We're going to take December through January off, and like end of January, they'll start coming back. You'll hear some rumblings, but yeah, I mean, both both sides still think it's gonna get done, which is shocking. So they're just gonna take a little vacation, 
bump they uglies for a little vacation. bit. What are you talking about? Never... Last year, they were taking vacation at this point. They don't need any more vacation. Rob Manfred gets paid so much freaking money. Like, get, get your little booty to the negotiating table. We don't need to take time off right now. Unless you're just trying to pause, pause. so we can get less games during the season, which is you know, very much a reality. Mm. I don't like it. It actually makes me very upset. You don't think that it's a good sign? You don't think it's a good sign that we are not um, in a uh, war via media? Once that starts coming, it's a bad sign. But, like, every time someone writes about the lockout or the negotiations, we're not pointing fingers yet. And that means that things can't be going terrible or just or it just means like they're saying like they haven't started talking about the things that are going to go terrible, which that's very upsetting. Starter, like, that's the problem. Did they right say there's did they say they haven't talked about the uh, uh, the economics of it yet? Or did they say they're pausing the pausing economics? the economics? So they have ta- they have started those, right? We are assuming. Because if they're well, like, dude, they've been they've been trying this, they've been trying to do this since last offseason. This is not just like they just started talking about the CBA and the. This has been an ongoing discussion that's literally gotten nowhere. So, everyone you know, just needs to USA versus Ireland Wednesday at two Eastern. Cricket, ooh, tune in. Cricket, you're in. You're a full fledged cricket account. Uh, you don't even care about baseball Twitter polls because you are a cricket account. According to you. Um, But yes, that is true. That is true. One, I like cricket. Two, Mm. I don't like those polls. So everything is correct. What else does, what else do these two sides have to do right now? Seriously. Enjoy the holidays. Someone needs to, can I, I guess there's not that many baseball leagues and they're all so licensed out. Because someone needs to make a TV channel like they have for cricket. So there's this channel called Willow TV, and it just has, like, the Australian League, the Sri Lanka League, the random exhibition matches between countries. Um, it'll have the Indian League. Just games on. Just If they're, if the game's happening, they just show it. I'd love to check out, like, the Mexican League and Venezuelan League and Dominican League and even, like, the in Japan and uh, Taiwan. But you have to, like, go so many different places. Someone should come up with a... Conglomerate. And I, and I bought it on my cable, so I can stream it on my laptop or my computer, but I can also just go to the channel that's on my actual cable feed of my TV so it's not glitchy or delayed. They should make that for baseball. Take all the leagues, buy the rights, and then sell a package. I could be mistaken. I think this year, like the Dominican League was added to MLB TV. Someone can correct that, but at least it was. At least one of them was. I remember Kyle and I were talking about it when the the whole time when it was announced at first. That's cool. So at least some of them they're getting there. Because then I just put that channel on in the background. I just watch all the baseball leagues all day. You're a cricket guy. I like that. Have you noticed, James? Now that we're a cricket pod. Have you noticed different style of play throughout different regions? Like if you see an Asian ball player, their mannerisms are different. If you see a Dominican ball player, I can tell a difference. Well, um, a lot of the mostly game, in how they pitch. It's a lot of the gameplay. But, There's all these different leagues that have different parameters that merit different um, styles of pitching and hitting. Like Test cricket is the one where it's really you have to watch it with a pitching 
brain. Like you're rooting, like you're the offense is just trying to survive. They're not trying to swing big at all. But but then like the T twenty, there's a limited amount of pitches. I'm using baseball terms that they face. So the batters mm. just have to get. They can't just survive because they have to put the ball in play and they have to swing big, which makes it much more likely that they're going to get out. So it's cool because there's it's it's more the the I'm sure there are, but I don't have the eye for it. Like different styles from different okay. regions, but it's more the the type. Then there's like one day cricket, which is like a blend. Then they tried to make this new league that's really short, and you got to swing big and you got to risk it out. But that's where like the change in style comes. And it's cool because in cricket, you have to be able to, like, if you can be a test cricket player and a T20 player, that means you're double skilled. You're almost like a two-way. Like, the Australian national team has some guys that play on all versions, and then they have some that are only here and only there because they're mm, particular Specializing. Skills. Yeah, which is cool. It'd be like if they made, yeah. like, a three-inning game. Be like, all right, well, relievers are out, and... We need guys who are good. Or they're enough. all in. Or they're all in. Yeah, yeah. Or they we need guys in the first, you know, that can that can hit home runs because you're probably not going to string together a lot of rallies over three innings. Probably just one home run into is worth a lot more than three hits. Yeah. All right. Well how do we get here? We're talking about something. I don't know how we got there. You brought up the poll and then I was a cricket guy. Oh, oh, I yeah. said that if what are you going to do? There's no sports. Well, everyone can watch the USA versus Ireland. Let into cricket. Yeah. Or you can go to take our survey, which which gets you 20% off from our store. Help us help Tight. you. Our sales team is trying to get some uh, info to service you guys best way we can. So it, if you're on the YouTube, it's, it's below. You can click the link. You can get 20% off the store. I think that's the episode. Talked all about it. We named every manager. Take that. What else do we need to talk about? Any? Uh, let me clear my Santa. Oh, oh my yeah. goodness. Like, I enjoy Christmas and the festivity and family, and Santa is part of that, okay? We have elves on the shelves. We have two of them. That is, I can enjoy that because I'm not the commissioner of baseball. Okay. Commissioner of baseball gets paid a lot of money. Sit down, have some talk. So, Rob, that's my only stance. I took it out on Santa. I didn't mean to do that. I'll accept that apology. That seemed a little Thank more you. genuine. What's BBD's stance on Santa? Ooh. As someone who doesn't celebrate Christmas, do you kind of just hate the guy? It's fine. You don't think he's a creep? Yeah. Eh, I don't care about it. It's not good behavior. Last three people to play Spider-Man and their romantic in the movie have started dating. Really? Yeah. yeah. Hell of a streak. Kirsten Dunst and Tobey Maguire? Yeah. They dated. Dated. Tom Holland and... Zendaya. Zendaya. Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone. Who's Zendaya? Oh. All right. Thanks for listening. Wow. We uh, wow. we will be back cool in five minutes to talk about the Adam <laughs> Frazier trade. Until then, thank you for tuning in. JP Crawford, baby. Congrats, you got married. Scott Service. Should be surveyed. Tom, Holland, Tom, Tom Holland's name doesn't suit him. Jake sucks. It's some cuter.
Timothy Chalamet is still the hottest. Yeah, but he's a little bit of a crier. <laughs>